Hey everybody, welcome to the fourth episode of the Laps Storytelling Podcast, where we tell true stories gussied up. I'm your host, Kyle Jest, and today I have a cold, but that's not what this show's about. What the show is about is a woman named Leanne Eklund. Leanne runs a, a well, you know what, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you that right now. I'm going to wait till the end of the show for you to find that out. But I will say this much, and I say this from experience, there's a right time and a wrong time to have children. What do you do when every fiber of your being is telling you you do not want to have that child? Would you abort? Because sometimes it's not that easy. If you'll excuse the reality show nature of the title, this one's 43 and pregnant. Here comes the lapse. It's after midnight. Leanne shakes her husband awake. I know now why I can't lose weight. What are you talking about? Look at this. She hands him the stick, bending it towards the light. These two little pink lines stare back at him. Positive. And he just looked at it and said nothing. And then I just burst into tears. (laughs) Most of her life, Leanne's father was absent. When I was born, he was in jail. He didn't want to be part of raising three girls. My mom, I think she'd had enough, and so she told him to leave, and he never looked back. Still a kid herself, Leanne's mom had her at 19. She'd have two more by 25. And she was alone. Leanne made a decision. By the time she was eight, her mom remembers. When you were eight years old, you told me you never wanted to have kids. And you were very clear. I guess I had a firm belief. I didn't want to go through what my mom went through. You would think that we would take precautions. But I said to him, you know what? I'm 41. 42. 43, almost. The chances of me getting pregnant are pretty slim. What have I done? Expo 86. An Elvis impersonator tears up the stage while a 19-year-old Leanne Eklund sips a beer in the summer sun. There's this dude at the other table that gives her a look, then pops up from his seat. He came and sat at our table. If he was with his friend, his friend didn't come over. The name's Henry, he says, shaking her hand. What's yours? And we just spent the whole night talking. So, she says, What does your ideal woman look like? He looks right into her big blue eyes and says, stroking her blonde hair, She has green eyes and red hair. I was crushed. I didn't know what to say. But when he smiles, she can't help but forgive. And things move fast. Two years go by, they buy an apartment. I was going out with some girlfriends. At the time, it was really trendy to wear like a see-through top with a bra, like a Madonna kind of style. Henry stops her in the doorway. Don't wear that because men will look at you. No. She says, I'm going out with my friends. Change your clothes. She pushes past him. Basically said, screw you, I'm going to go with my friends. And she does, but in the back of her mind. I'm like, oh my God, you know, what's going to happen when I get home? Hello, she says. The apartment reeks this burnt smell. Pierogies with onions. There in the middle of the hallway are all of Leanne's clothes. He had dumped it all on my clothes and left the frying pan sitting on top of the pile. What do, you, what do you do with that? I don't know what to do with that. That's crazy. So we went to a clinic to see how far along. They give her a form to sign. At the bottom, this tiny little box, it reads, Do you want to keep the pregnancy? And I ticked no. He pulled a drawer out of the dresser, and he threw it at me. 
I had had enough. I picked the drawer up and I threw it back at him. And then he looked at me and he saw how angry I was. Henry slams the bathroom door and locks it. I was so mad. I kicked a hole through the door. When you meet somebody like that, what they do is they groom you. They tell you that you're no good, but they balance it with, I love you, and here's this gift. You get confused. You start to believe that you're supposed to be treated this way. The electrode is cold to the touch, scanning Leanne's abdomen for signs of life. The doctor doesn't speak a word. And I'm thinking, she's not saying anything because there's nothing there. Leanne breaks the silence. So what do you see? The doctor's blunt. Well, I see a baby. It catches Leanne off guard. And I was curious because I have this morbid sense of curiosity. Leanne asks, can I see it? And she said, no. I said, well, why not? She said, well, because you're not keeping it. Oh, my God. It's real. I've decided not to keep it. And I felt like a huge sense of loss. Open that bag right now. Vacation, the Dominican Republic. I didn't want him to go in there. First of all, it was my bag. Second of all, there was a cigarette in there with a lighter that I didn't want him to find because we both had quit. He finally wrestled it out of my hands. Are you fucking doing this behind my back? Fury crosses Henry's face. And then he put his hands around my throat to choke me. He squeezes down hard on the larynx. Stars begin to burst before her eyes. But then... (coughs) I could see suddenly the realization of what he was doing came into his eyes and he pulled his hands away. We were in the Dominican on a vacation, on this beautiful vacation, and we were a week in, and I didn't know what to do. I had no money of my own. I didn't have a credit card. What am I supposed to do? Am I going to tell him I want to go home? And then what will happen? I was three months pregnant, and I had no idea. Three months, which means that that little baby is now body parts. It's not just a tiny little bean, right? It, it to terminate actually... the pregnancy, she'll have to act soon. Five months is the absolute latest. But what if she doesn't terminate? Can she really be a mom? Leanne's almost 43 years old. Even in the best circumstances, that's dangerous for a child. Well, if he has a genetic disorder, we'll terminate. So, she gets a blood test. The results? You have a one in three chance of having a Down syndrome child. 28 years old. No more Henry. Instead... A weekend workshop that was all about discovering yourself. (laughs) She meets a guy named Jensen. He's there for the same reason. We were both looking for love of ourselves and, and trying to break free of the patterns that we had been living. Before long, they date, though he's not her usual type. Much shorter. I'm six feet tall. But their dynamic is different. Jensen's actually nice. Sensitive, loving, caring, intelligent. He was a teacher. He didn't control me. He was completely the opposite of of what I had experienced in the past. History tells Leanne she doesn't want children. But Jensen... He wanted kids. She's 28. She's got some time to think. Maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe I'm thinking about this incorrectly. Maybe there is a possibility for me with him. Maybe, maybe. Time is running out, but further tests are still needed. Six weeks to get an appointment to have an amnio. Leanne lays on the table surrounded by friends and family. 
The baby's grown rapidly. They insert a really long needle into your abdomen, and they pierce the amniotic sac, and they take a sample of the fluid around the baby. Should something go wrong, the pregnancy will terminate. But the amnio goes okay. On her way out, the nurse stops Leanne. She said, you know, the doctor told you that there's a one in three chance that this child will have Down syndrome. But what he didn't say was that there is a two in three chance that he won't. I'm like, you know what? That doctor's an asshole. 29. We got married a year and a half after we met. Again, things move fast. Four days after the wedding, we moved to Japan. Jensen would be teaching abroad. We sold everything, and it was just this big, exciting adventure. Everything was new. There was no time to think about this stuff. But two years later... He kept talking about wanting kids, and I said, okay, let's try. But then I would make myself unavailable so that that wasn't a possibility. Why would you want to experiment with someone's life? The results from the amnio come in. He's fine and healthy. What are you going to do? At this point, we were so kind of invested emotionally in this whole process that we wanted to have the baby. It was the worst thing. Just broke his heart. Jensen drives Leanne to the train station. He asked me if I loved him. And I said, yes, I did. But I wasn't in love with him. I didn't tell him that. Never told him that. That would just crush him. They say their goodbyes. And Leanne gets on a train to the airport. I sat down on my seat, took a deep breath, and I was happy at that moment because I felt like I had done the right thing and that I could now go on with my life. And then I met Eric. Eric's also a teacher. (laughs) I'm like, really? He's a teacher. And fortunately, another stand-up guy. The ultimate gentleman. But the key difference between Eric and Jensen comes out early. He's a few years older. Leanne asks him, so, do you want kids? And he says, no. No, I've never wanted kids. So if you're okay with that, let's move forward. A year and a half after we met, we found out we were pregnant. So fucked up. I was told that my pregnancy would be high risk. Because she's 43 and nearing the end of her term. I said to my doctor that I couldn't feel him moving. Well the doc says. He's in there. He's very small. The amount of fluid around him is very low. There's not really a chance that he's going to be growing a lot more. We need to get him out. So they give her this hormone called Cervidil that attaches to the cervix to induce Leanne into labor. And it didn't take. And so they did it again. And it didn't take. And again. And it didn't take. Five times. And it still didn't take. And then finally they said, you know what? He doesn't want to come out but he can't stay in there because he's not growing. But later that night, she thinks she's getting contractions. But it was only on one side. It felt like an electrical current running through me, but it was, like, disconnected. It wasn't completing. It was, like, short-circuiting. It was weird. It was painful. Eric sleeps soundly beside her. Quietly, without waking him, Leanne creeps to bed, turns on the shower, and waits it out. The anesthesiologist prepares a spinal... We have to do a C-section. You have to be perfectly still. A contraction could take over at any moment. The anesthesiologist is not inspiring confidence. I can't get the needle in. There's too much space. Okay, tell me. When you feel any pain. Which side left? Which side right? 
The doctor stops for a second. And then he said, if this doesn't work this time, I don't know what we're going to do. Fuck, are you talking about? You don't know what to do. You're the bloody doctor. He tries one more time. And finally, the needle sticks. My son was born at 328. He was five and a half pounds. He was very small, but he was healthy as anything. He is the most amazing dad. Our son loves him to bits. Sam is now three and a half years old. He calls himself Sammy. He's got these blonde ringlets that just explode everywhere. The experience, the surrealness, and the irony of the whole situation inspires Leanne to write a blog. Mom Paradigm. A mommy blog, to be exact. Which is also how she now makes a living. Not bad for somebody who never wanted kids. Never say never, I'm telling you. There's nothing like having a child to make you, to help you see what your potential is. You can't know what it's like for your parents and how they raised you and how hard it was until you have your own. Had I known what it would have been like, I would have started earlier because I would have wanted more children. I'm too old now. I'm 46. Eric's 50. I can't imagine now my life any other way. That story again was by Leanne Eklund. Leanne, as you now know, runs a mom blog, and uh, you can find that at momparadigm.com. Whether you're a parent or a mom or a kid or, you know, a badger, it doesn't matter because uh, you should check out her site. For the past three years, you can find out everything that happened to Leanne. And again, that's at momparadigm.com. As always, if you have a story to pitch, email stories at thelaps.org. We're still taking them on, and... Uh, Please, if you're listening to this right now, whether or not this is the first time you've heard this or the the fifth time, or uh, if you've heard this the fifth time, for the record, I I appreciate you listening to the episodes more than once because this is only the fourth. But hey, you guys are the reason that we're featured on iTunes right now, right this second. And I am promising this to you, to anyone who leaves a review. If you leave a review, I will personally send you a handwritten thank you, personalized to you, and I will handwrite and mail that to you, snail mail style, because it is that important to me. From the Lapse Storytelling Podcast, thank you so much for listening. Please rate us.